All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature type today, I'm so excited, absolutely honored to have the epic mortgage guy, Andrew Katie. Andrew, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you. Yeah, it's an honor to be, to be featured here. I, I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, this is great. I can't wait to just dive into the series of questions, get everybody to know you deeper as a man, as a professional and what you do and to the level that you do it at. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, so from Jacksonville, Florida, is that correct? Kind of just that? Yeah, J Jacksonville, North Florida, St. Augustine. Um, I kind of live in between Jacksonville and St. Augustine. Okay, love it. And, and so let's just go into the first question and then I'll kind of lead into everything in your background. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Andrew. Um, so I am Andrew Cady, AKA the Epic Mortgage Guy. Um, yes. I've been in the mortgage business now for just over five years. Actually, wow. April 24th was my five-year anniversary of my first closing I ever did. Congrats, uh, my friend, a milestone. Yeah. Just over five years, um, working extremely hard to try and change the feeling of what the mortgage industry feels like to a consumer. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's one of my driving forces. Uh, one of the things that, that I tell every client and I believe deeply in is to make the closing room a celebration and not a sigh of relief. Wow. Um, if, if in the mortgage business or real estate world, if the best we can do is deliver people their home and they walk into this closing room and they're like, Oh God, it's over. Thank God mm -hmm. we, we failed at our jobs. This wow. should be a pleasurable, it should be a celebratory moment. It shouldn't be the sigh of relief. So yeah, just uh, working hard, having fun, um, trying, to, trying to build an empire in the mortgage business. Unbelievable. And, and you're doing that, my friend. And I want to give anybody who hasn't heard of you before, shame on you. But obviously, this is what we're doing right now. So Andrew, getting into the business originally in a short period of time, I mean, your accolades are through the roof as far as what your accomplishments are. I mean, top 1% production, you know, 2019, 40 under 40. Uh, I mean, there's so many different things and notes and volumes that you're hitting in such a short period of time. So uh, I guess we'll dive into that a little bit later with, you know, things you've added to your business or, or grown in scale, but why the mortgage industry in the first place? What got you into the business to where you are to today? Yeah. So I, I got into the business. A, a really good friend of mine was um, a recruiter and in the mortgage business, nobody likes recruiters, but he's a really <laughs> good childhood friend of mine. Okay. And uh, he kind of started hitting me over the head uh, late 2014 was like, Hey, you know, you've got to join. I know the animal you are. You've got to join. You've got to join. And uh, we made the plunge uh, February 2015. I got licensed, closed my first deal in April and um, haven't looked back. So, you know, just a, a chance circumstance of having a friend in the business who saw something in me that other people weren't seeing and offered me a position that I, I honestly at the time didn't feel like I was qualified to do it. I, um, I had always been a behind the scenes guy. I, I, I ran production. Um, I, I had a team underneath me. I was never forward facing the clients, never in sales before. Hmm. And he kind of saw through that, that veil of what I was hiding apparently and said, no, 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 you've got the skills. And I was like, I don't know about this. And wow. you know, five years later, um, my only regret is I didn't join five years earlier. Oh gosh. What, what a great story though. I mean, it just didn't happenstance and, and, and it's so many different real estate professionals and, and especially Titans that they don't, they don't wake up as, as a, as a young individual and say, you know, someday 
that's what I'm going to do for a living. It's, it's so interesting to me how many different top producers get involved in this business. Um, you know, and again, that, that's just a great story, knowing some childhood friend being recruited and going through. So why, why VA and, and, and focusing into, into that? And obviously, there, there's so much more to you, but in, in specific, obviously, the beautiful flag behind you and, and what you represent, which I love. Um, you know, why, why that realm a little bit? So I got into, I got into VA loans um, through a, an outfit that I'm a part of called the Military Mortgage Bootcamp. Okay. Um, and they, they basically started and it, it intrigued me because I'm a perfectionist. Hmm. I, don't, I, I don't like to do anything half-hearted. Um, I'm the guy that when I got into this business, I printed out you know, 1,100 pages of the FHA guideline and would sit by the pool and read because <laughs> if this is my chosen craft. If this hmm. is what I've chosen to do, I'm not going to be anything but the best at what I do. I, I want to absolutely dominate it. Love it. And I found the VA home loan to be the most misunderstood and the most, um, the most mystical loan program out there that so many people had these notions that just were wildly inaccurate about it. Okay. My father's a military veteran. I've got nephews in the Marines and in the Air Force, um, come from a military family. And so I, I kind of started labeling myself the VA guru. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in all transparency, I probably labeled myself that before I truly was a guru in it. <laughs> Totally uh, but now, you know, two years in a row, uh, top VA originators in the country. Wow. Um, it's, it's realistically what my bread and butter is. I mean, sure. you know, I also live in Jacksonville, Florida, which has the third largest and fifth largest Navy bases in the world. Unreal. So we have a huge concentration of veterans here. And so for me, it was, it was a give back moment. It was something that I could do that I could feel accomplished with. And I could also begin to dispel the myths surrounding the VA home loan program and, Wow. and really start to perfect something that a lot of people have not, even in my business still to this day, haven't perfected, haven't even attempted to perfect. Wow. I, I mean, Andrew, when you're talking about that, I mean, everybody, hopefully you can see or hear the passion that's coming out of this man. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> right there. I mean, it's the highest of levels. And again, why you've accomplished so much in, in the time frame that you've done. And I just can't wait to see that continue to grow and scale um, above and beyond. And uh, obviously the, the impacts that you have on the community and not just the uh, the military aspect, but just everybody that you serve, uh, you know, in your craft and field. And I love that you pay attention to those details. Uh, I do want to shift gears to the next question. I think this will dive a little bit deeper onto you. And it's the why question, Andrew. And I ask every Titan this, and I know that that's thrown around quite a bit, but it gives everybody a window of insight into you a little deeper. Uh, so what gets you out of bed every day? What motivates you to do what you do to the level you do it at, Andrew? What's, what's your why or your, your drivers? Um, so I have, I have a lot of whys. Um, you know, the, the most obvious one is I have four kids, amazing mm -hmm. wife, have a family. Um, you know, I want, to, I want to provide something for them that is generational. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want this for me. I want this to be something that, that I can build something that I can essentially hand down to my kids, to my grandkids. I want to build something that, that's truly the empire. Wow. Um, I want to build the Epic Mortgage team like nothing's ever been built. That's, mm -hmm. that's primary why number one. Okay. Why number two is, is just passion. Hmm. Um, anything I do, I throw 120% at it. I've done hmm. that my entire life. It's, it. it's you know, ingrained into me as a child to never go anything half-hearted. So what I choose to do, I'm going to do it with everything in me. Hmm. And honestly, there's nothing fun about mortgages. 
it's not a fun process. Sure. It's just not. It's bank statements and pay stubs and W-2s and underwriting approvals and underwriters and mm. appraisers and surveyors. It's, there's nothing fun about it. Mm. But I'm addicted to the win. Wow. I'm addicted to the win. And, and that's where, um, you know, I know it's one of the future questions, but I'll, I'll cover sure. it right now as well. Yeah. And we'll cover it again. Sure. Uh, chapter in, in the book Relentless by Tim Grover. Okay. And he talks about how you don't have to love what you do if you're addicted to the results. Wow. And, and that, 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 when I read that chapter, I felt, like, I felt like the words came off the page at me, like that is what it's about. Oh, I'm real. addicted <laughs> to that win of, of the veteran that's been told no by two people. Hmm. And I look at a situation with a different set of eyes and say, you know what, there's a way we can make this work. Because hmm. another chapter in the book, you, you, you don't accept failure because you know that there's more than one way to get something done. Wow. Um, and, and becoming a perfectionist in my craft is allowing me to serve people that are being underserved by others. Hmm. And that win, when, you, when, you, when that win happens over and over and over again, there is an addicting portion to that win. And that's, <laughs> that's what drives me as much as, as getting out of bed to provide the legacy for my children wow. is the win of every day completely trumps the hmm. mundaneness of the mortgage business. Wow. I, I mean, Andrew, that, that's really giving everybody perspective into your thought process. And, and again, uh, the fuel to the fire, which is why you're so great in, in what you do and the passion comes out. I mean, talking about your family, there's so many people that understand connect with that. I mean, that's first and foremost, but looking at the, the legacy that you're leaving, not just for them, but for the community and then for all of your clients, the win. And that win is obviously not just for you and the process and your team, but for the client. And that's the most important portion. I, I love that Absolutely. you say that. I really uh, absolutely. Do. Yes. Yes. It's a personal win for me. I, I love that win, but there's, it's so cliche, but it mm. is, it, it's such a good feeling yeah. when you can successfully close a transaction that would be difficult for other people to do. Wow. And you can provide that celebratory moment at the closing table rather than the sigh of relief moment in the process. Mm. That, that's an amazing feeling that wow. that's the moment where I love what I do every single day. I don't, I don't have a hard time getting out of bed. I love getting out of bed and heading to my desk, grabbing a cup of coffee and blazing through the emails that came through the night before. I, I love wow. it. Okay. And this is great. And, and again, this is really diving deep into you, Andrew. And I love this. And I want to go to the next question into it because it ties perfectly with our dialogue here. Um, when it comes down to the, the thought process of the Titans, the, the, the best of the best, uh, you know, everybody who's tuning into this particular series, whether they're watching or listening, they want to learn from you guys. They want to grow that way. So if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose a, a few things that you might've added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what was that next step for you? What, what did you do? What did you add? I mean, in, you've had such great success, Andrew. So what, what would you share out there? So I would, I would really I would narrow it down to, there's a, there's a dozen things, but sure. if I narrowed it down to a, a couple or three, maybe, yeah. um, branding would be number one. Okay. Branding out the Epic Mortgage team or the Epic Mortgage guy, um, mm. slowly transitioning into the Epic Mortgage team. I'll always remain the Epic Mortgage guy. Love it. Branding has been huge. Um, people, people fail at branding because they, they fail to stay consistent and they mm. fail to go all in. Uh, branding is something when you choose the route you're going to go, you have to go all the way with it mm -hmm. and you have to stick with it because it's going to be extremely uncomfortable at first, right? People don't look at you as the Epic mortgage guy when you just start branding that <laughs> if you stick with it and you go all the way and every social media channel has been changed to, to mm -hmm. at Epic mortgage guy. And I wear an Epic shirt 
and my license plate in my car says Epic MG. Everything I do is based around Epic. Mm -hmm. The branding takes off to the point where I get, you know, one, two text messages a month from people Mm -hmm. all over the country that take a picture of something. They see a a beer on a menu that's that's Mm -hmm. labeled Epic. And I get these pictures. And and if you don't think branding works, I, Mm -hmm. I get people that just text me at random because they see Epic as on their kids Fortnite game <laughs> epic games and i get these pictures of Fortnite like uh, like five six times a year that's great and branding works so so branding yeah. is number one Love uh, it. number two would definitely be social media okay um you know on my end as a mortgage professional i have a much more captive audience than a real estate agent does sure so my my social media ability is going to be a lot easier than a real estate agent that's going to be listening to this. Because if I'm a real estate agent in Jacksonville, I've got 1.8 million potential targets. Right. Whereas as a mortgage professional, we seek referrals from real estate agents Mm -hmm. and that narrows it down to about eight, 9,000 people. There we go. And so social media has been huge. Um, I I'm super, super active on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, every one of the channels. Sure. at Epic Mortgage Guy, branded out correctly. Yeah. And so I would definitely say branding, social media, hmm. um, and then finding niches as well. Okay. Using a VA. Hmm. Um, you know, somebody once told me if, if you're a jack of all trades, you're mediocre at best. Sure. But if you're a jack of a few trades, you can become an absolute perfectionist in it. Hmm. And so for me, well, I, I don't do renovation lending. Hmm. I don't do down payment assistance. And I lose deals because I don't do that. But I would rather perfect what I do hmm. and become the absolute best at it wow. and to have every product in the book and drop the ball here and there because it's a product I don't do very often. So wow. what I do, I do extremely well. I've narrowed my focus. I focus on a niche market, specifically hmm. VA, but VA only comprises about 35% of my business, which is super high in standards. Sure. But, um, you know, like last month, I think I did 13 VA loans, wow. about 30, it was just over 38% business. Okay. But for me, it's, it's branding, niche, marketing on social media is the win. Wow. I, I, and all that is just so many uh, gems or nuggets of information that people can take away, especially, you know, the, the, the mortgage professionals that are tuning into this particular uh, episode right here. I mean, just really picking up those pieces. I mean, starting from first and foremost, the branding, I, I'm going to be added to that list of somebody who takes pictures and texts you, Andrew, just so you know. So you, you just added one today, just so it. you know. So next time I, I see it, I, I swear it. to you, I will text you. But um, I think that that's crucially important is to really go all in and, and be specific. So that advice is crucial. And it doesn't matter if you're a realtor, a lender, a builder, developer, you really need to figure that out specifically and then go all in and be consistent. It doesn't happen overnight, as you said, but long term um, and doing your job to that highest of standards. So I, I love the fact that you're talking about that using um, opportunities through social media and technology. I'm a huge fan of um, and some of the most best and brightest minds when it comes to the top producers in the world, they're all leveraging these different tools at their um, you know, disposal. Not everybody does it equally, but I think that as you discussed, I mean, you would be a great example for somebody to look at and say, well, how would I do that? Well, check out Andrew, look at what he's doing, uh, and then make your own version of that in your markets, no matter where that ends up being. So I, I think your example is, is spot on. Um, you know, and then when you're talking about those, those niches or niches, when you look at it and based on that standpoint, I think a lot of people would say there's riches in niches. Uh, and I think that getting as specific as possible are, are there and that helps that branding process and the consistency. It's not to say that you can only stick with one. And I love that you mentioned three, right? So right. 
and, and I would interject there and say, and say, yes, there's riches and niches, but there's also consistency in niches. Yes. And consistency will don't, don't find a niche because it's the most profitable thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're seeking profits, you, you're not going to succeed. Right. Seek to perfect a craft. Seek to become the best at what your niche is. Whatever that, that is you choose, choose it because you want to perfect it. Because mm -hmm. you see a flaw. You see an opportunity where other people are dropping the ball that you can be an educator. And you can be someone that's seen as the best of the best in that field. And the riches will follow. But if you, if you chase the riches, people, you, as, on the real estate side, they call mm -hmm. it commission breath. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's really, really bad. And you can tell when people have it. For me, it's all about consistency, mm. consistency, consistency. If I'm going to choose a brand, I'm going to roll with it. Right. If I'm going to choose a niche, I'm going to roll with it until mm. I get to the end of that road and then add another one to it, I guess. Gosh, that, I mean, this is, this is packed full of amazing information, Andrew, and I swear to you, I mean, I know we could go on and on in this one question, but I want to keep moving forward, but I would encourage anybody, and hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus here, Andrew, but Anybody who wants to learn from one of the best and brightest minds, you know, send them a direct message, follow them on social media. Absolutely. We'll have links down below so you can contact Andrew directly. Um, you know, but it's just, it's the best way. It's just learning from the people who have walked the talk, who are really practitioners of what they preach. And um, I think that's crucially important. So thanks for sharing that, Andrew, because that's a really, really good portion. I want to go into the next question. This is the tricky part of the interview in the series. It's the challenge part. So as positive as you know, life can be in the perspective that we have, there are some hard times that we all fall on and no one's exempt from that. Whether we're dealing with it in the past, we're dealing with it now or into the future, we all have hard times personally or professionally. But I'm a firm believer, it's not so much what happens, it's what we learn and how we can grow from this and, and also share with others. So Andrew, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge you dealt with, what's that look like for you and, and how'd you overcome it? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and I could not agree with you more. Um, I, I think if you look at some of the most successful, if you call them that, or mm -hmm. even some of the happiest people, some of the people that have the greatest enlightenment, some of the people who, who are the forefacing people we see today were bred out of challenge. Um, and, and challenge either destroys or it fortifies. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm a big believer in looking at these situations and finding a way to fortify from challenges. So, you know, my probably biggest challenge that I grew up with was I was born and raised in a very, very, very hyper intensive religious situation. Okay. Um, carrier to call it a cult. It was, it was very, very intense. And you know, it, it's one of those things where I could have come out of that and I could, I could today still wallow in my mire and say, poor pity me. I spent so much of my life in this and I wasted so much time and I didn't have this and I didn't have that. I mean, I'm, I'm 36 years old and I have four kids, my oldest wow. of which is 18. Wow. Um, you know, I, I didn't per se have a youth, sure. you know, all these things that I lost, I could, I could sit and I could, I could just meddle on that hmm. or I could rather look at the strength of things that did give me, sure. um, you know, the need at 16 years old to drop out of high school and to work a full-time job. Wow. And, and to work 80, 90, 100 hours a week at 16 years old. Hmm. Um, the, the, you know, those type of things, I, I think people can get caught up in their challenges yeah. and they use it. You know, I don't want to be insensitive, but they use it as an excuse. Right. They use it as an excuse to say, this is the reason I can't succeed is because I had all these things happen to me. And there's some traumatic things that happen to people much more than's ever happened to me. Right. But then you also see people that have had the most traumatic things happen to them 
and they come out to be the most amazing warriors. Mm -hmm. They come out to be the best of the best. What's the difference between A and B? It's they decided they weren't going to have self-pity. They weren't going to look at their situation as an excuse for their future habits or future shortcomings, but rather begin to look at it as I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been through the financial ruin. I've been to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And if I've been there and I came out and I am where I am today, it removes a level of fear away from you of wow. ever having to go back there again. But it also makes me extremely grateful and very, very humbled of where I am today. Right. But at the same time, it also gives me, you know, going to sound somewhat pretentious in saying it, it feels, it feels really, really good. It feels really, really good to be able to look back on my past and say, yes, it was messed up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was challenging. Yes, there were tough things. Wow. But those tough things turned me into who I am. I could look back at all my negatives or I can look back and say there's positives that came out of it. I'm a young father with an amazing family. And would I change it today? Absolutely not. Was okay. it hard at 18 years old being a dad? Absolutely. Yeah. But would I change it today? No. Would I give up my work ethic that my father put into me? Would I give up those things to go back and change it and have the college life and the party life? No, I wouldn't. Hmm. So I'm going to look back on, on, on my challenges and find the strength and the fortitude it put in me to become who I am today wow. and be proud of who I've become. Be proud of what it's turned out. Um, not look back on it with disdain. Yes, there are still things I look back on my past and I hate sure. and I detest and I always will. Right. That's not my driving force. My driving force is to take from shambles to something amazing and to leave a legacy for my kids with that something amazing. Wow. I mean, Andrew, everything that you were talking about was um, extremely compelling and, and inspiring to, to anybody who's watching or listening, and myself included. I think that that's when you're looking at perspective on your life, you know, everything that you went through, as you said, made you the man who you are today and, and not to change anything or adjust anything. And not that we would want to go through pain or suffering or sorrow personally or professionally, but um, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, it's uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. There's a, there's a bunch of different sayings that are out there, but there's a, so much truth to that. Um, but it also puts us closer together as people because we all have struggle. We all have challenges. And, you know, someone who, who maybe doesn't know you as deeply as you just shared right now would look at you as what a success. And, and gosh, he's got everything, you know, that you could ask for the family and the, and the career and making impact. But people just don't know what you've been through. And, and you know, people don't know what I've been through. And, and, and so I think that everybody just needs to understand that we all have a story. And I agree with you. You can either may, use it as an excuse or you can use it as fuel to a fire that is going to propel you forward in a positive way and hopefully affect others. And I just, your messaging is on point. I think it's yeah, absolutely and, beautiful. And I think the other thing it gives me and it, it gives a lot of people that have come through challenging times is it gives us a level of empathy that isn't found in a lot of people. Right. Um, I genuinely understand where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very, very cautious to look at someone and say, what are they talking about? They, they, they how do I know their backstory? You know, the, the, guy, the, the, the guy that cuts me off in traffic and then yeah. flips me off. Mm-hmm. How, how do I know that his child didn't die in a car accident last week? Right. You know, the, the, it's created a level of empathy in me for humanity mm-hmm. that I know if I wouldn't have had the challenges growing up I did, I wouldn't have that level of empathy. And wow. to be able to look at people and, and see through some of the facade mm-hmm. of the tough face they put on sure. or the anger they have to actually see what's going on inside them is, is hurt and it's pain. 
and start to look past some of that stuff. So, the, you know, I'm just going to draw my strengths. I'm going I'm to use it to propel me forward and to perfect who I am and how I raise my kids. Wow. I, I mean, and that's, again, super inspirational and thought process. And I, I know there, there might be a few people out there that aren't as positive. And I, I guess I want to address them, uh, you know, when it comes down to it is it is mindset. Andrew, you didn't wake up and you're just positively thinking about everything. You have to focus. You have to really look at it as I can be negative or positive and it is a choice. And you're making a conscious decision to be positive, to be motivating, to, to really propel yourself forward in, in a way. Uh, so just everybody out there who might be saying, oh, well, that sounds nice. It's not easy. You're not saying that what you've done or what you've gone through is easy and your thought process is easy. It's, it's quite the contrary. It's actually difficult. But if you want something bad enough and you really, truly care, you can make a difference in your life and in your families and in your communities. And you're doing that. I mean, you're I a perfect example. More. It, yeah. it, it's a choice. You know, yes, there are clinical things that would prevent that depression. I'm not talking sure. about that. Nope. But as a general statement, outside of clinical issues, mm -hmm. happiness a lot of times comes down to a choice. Yeah. You have to choose it. You have to stop wallowing in your mire, pick yourself up and say, I'm moving forward. Oh gosh, I love this. This is so great. I feel like I got to do a million push-ups right now. I mean, this is really good. I love the charge out of you, Andrew. This is great. So I do want to shift gears on this one. We got through the tough stuff. So let's go to a softer question. This is actually one of my favorites. Uh, and this is a travel back in time question. Now, as we already spoke, we're not looking at it in this perspective of changing something because everything you went through made you who you are. But if you could go back in time, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two at any time frame, any age range, what would you say to young Andrew? Uh, I'd, I'd say at about 18 years old to run for the hills. Um, oh. <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Sure. Uh, you know, I would say have, have self-confidence. Hmm. Um, believe in yourself more than, more than I did. Wow. Uh, for, for the longest time, even my first year and a half, two years in the mortgage business, I had no, no self value whatsoever in what I did. Um, I just didn't. I put a really strong face on. I was out sure. there like, I'm the next best thing since sliced bread. But deep inside, I, I questioned whether I would be able to do this. I questioned wow. whether I would make it. And I had this, this epiphany moment in my life. Um, it would be almost four years ago, maybe three years and about nine months ago. Okay. Um, and it was, it was a really pivotal moment. And, and I have to wrap it in because it's mm -hmm. not it's not something that everybody's going to have this moment right. because it also stems back to the oppression of religion, the hyper religion that I was a part of. Mm -hmm. I had this moment just about four years ago and I was in the shower and I remember it like it was today. Wow. And I had this moment where I decided that I was not going to care ever again hmm. what anyone thought about me. Wow. I'm going to be me. I'm never going to put on a fake facade of who I am. If people don't like who I am and, and what I do, then they don't have to work with me. They don't have to be my friend. They don't have to be a part of my life. I'm not going to live my life under a false pretense of pretending to be someone that I'm not. I am who I am unashamedly. And that was probably the single biggest breakthrough moment in my life to actually break down the barriers and break down the walls and to become someone that, and it's, I, I even, I, I found myself more than I even realized I would. So, you know, if I had to go back in time, I'd tell myself to run for the hills from the religion I was a part of. That would be unequivocal. Sure. But overall, I would say even more importantly than that is stop doubting yourself. Hmm. Stop believing that other people can do it and you can't. 
Hmm. Um, and, and that's a strength that I've gained over the last three years. And it's a learned strength. Hmm. Um, again, going back to relentless, um, sure. it, it talks about in the book about where you, you never, one of the chapters is you never celebrate your successes because there's always more goals ahead of you. Hmm. And, and that's, that's how I feel. I had my record month in March. I closed 33 homes, $7.7 million. Wow. And I didn't feel accomplished. Now I didn't lay my head down on my pillow at night and feel like, man, I, I suck. I'm not good at what I do. Right. I feel, I feel great. But I, I look at people that are doing 30 million in a month mm-hmm. and they bleed the same red blood I do. Right. It breathe the same air I breathe. Hmm. Why not me? Why is, yeah. why is someone up here unattainable when I'm down here? Hmm. So for me, there's, there's just no limits anymore because wow. I set my own goals. I drive my own passion. And so there is no, there's no throttle. There's no stop. There's no celebrating huge successes because there's always the next goal ahead of me. At the same time, I'm never not celebrating my success. I feel amazing. I'm very proud of what I'm doing and my Mm. team's doing and everybody backing me. I'm I'm beyond humbled and honored and blessed to work with who I work with. However, enough, there is never enough. Right. And you say, are you going to work yourself to death? No, I'm going to structure a team. I'm going to do it right. Mm. I'm going to build a team where, I don't overwork myself. I mean, I'm going to close another 32 houses this month and I'm not working 80 hours a week. I'm working wow. 45 hours a week because I've got a team in place that works for it now. Hmm. So and, that's a long answer to your question, but yeah, kind of dove deep on that one. <laughs> no, Andrew, this is great. And again, giving everybody perspective into your thought process, that advice is, is, is amazing now. And, and we can't go back. We can't change. But everybody who's watching and listening, myself included, can take that advice to heart now. Uh, you know, is, is believing in yourself and, and really moving forward and, and not having to appease everyone and be everything to everyone. It's impossible and it's, and it's ridiculous. Be yourself and be genuine. The right people will come into your life. But then looking at it from the standpoint of setting yourself up for greatness and, and there's stages, there's evolution, right? So the man you are today, you weren't that same man four years ago right? And then 10 years from now, you'll be a different man as well. You'll, you'll be more knowledgeable. You'll have everything going in place. There's different changes that happen. But I think that you're, you're looking at it from the standpoint of balance and really understanding what matters in your life and applying that. And, and there's differencing between dreaming and thought process and actually doing, taking the action. And you obviously have to have a thought, but then you have to implement. And that's what you do. That's what you're talking about. And I think that anybody who's wanting to grow and scale the way that you have, and then above and beyond that, as you will continue to do, they have to think this way. Otherwise, it's not for you and that's okay. Not everybody has to live that life. Not everybody has to feel that there's, it's never going to be enough or there's always more. Some people are content at different stages. And that's okay. Uh, it is. That's, that's totally okay. Yeah. But for those who aren't, don't settle. That's right. And that's this audience here. That's this audience. Everybody's <laughs> they're in your mindset, my friend. So you're, you are preaching to the choir, as they say. And I think this is perfect all the way through and through, Andrew. So thanks for, for going into that uh, detail. Now, I do want to go into the next portion. This is the secondary question when it comes down to the crowd pleasers. They want to grow their minds the same way the Titans do, the, the same way that they're learning and scaling uh, their minds. So um, you had mentioned a book already, but any books or podcasts that, uh, you know, inspire you, that motivate you, influencers, conferences, masterminds, how are you feeding your mind, Andrew? Oh my gosh. Um, so I am a, you know, I'm a big believer in, in knowledge, in, in gaining knowledge and, and, and not reinventing the wheel. Sure. Um, I've mentioned it several times. I'll mention it again. Relentless by Tim Grover is probably 
single-handedly the best book I've ever read. I've gone through it several times and it, um, it, it really just refines that, that personality, that persona that we're talking about here mm. of, of next level achievers. And that's the, to me, that book is just, is just insanity. Mm. Um, I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I, you know, a lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. Sure. Um, you know, I don't really care what people think. I love, I love the methodology he puts out there. He's a huge believer in giving more than you receive. Mm -hmm. And I, and I firmly believe that that's one of the reasons for my success wow. is I am not afraid to take a phone call on a Saturday afternoon from a real estate agent on a transaction that I'm not even working hmm. to answer questions because she can't get a hold of her loan officer. Wow. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that because I do believe in karma. I do believe that, that mm -hmm. good things will just come around. So sure. if I can just put a ton of knowledge and a ton of information out there to the world, eventually the world will give back to me. Give 51%, expect 49% in return. Hmm. Uh, for me, I, I, I also surround myself with people that play bigger than me in the mortgage business. So um, smart. You know, I'm not a fan and I'm not going to mention names, but there's sure. one particular name I could mention, but I will not, but I'm not a fan of people who, you know, I was at a $20 million a year producer and I was friends with $20 million producers, but now I'm a $50 million. So now I'm not going to be friends with them anymore. That's, that's dirty. You don't right. play that way. Agreed. I'm a big believer in as I scale to continue to find influencers that are willing to help me grow. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, take the ample amount of time that the people that are doing 100, 200, $300 million are giving to me, those 45 minute pep talks, those Zoom mm -hmm. calls, and do the same thing for people that are doing five, 10 and $15 million a year. Right. And help them come up to the next level. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in that pass through mentality. It's not just about surrounding yourself with really big people. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, at the end of the day, and you cut off your friends that aren't on the same level as you, I don't know how people sleep at night that way. Yeah. That's, just, that's just wrong. I agree. But there's such fulfillment in surrounding yourself with people that play in big spaces, mm -hmm. then also keeping the humility to, to have a 30-minute phone call with someone that's struggling right. and help them and, and explain how they can do some marketing better or what they can do to, to spruce up their social media. It's a give back mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in karma that it, what I give will eventually come back in one way or another. Wow. Uh, and Andrew, when you're saying all those things, I mean, it just, it's so compelling out there to the nature. Anybody who's watching or listening is, you know, we're all in a certain place in our lives. And when you look at it from the success scale, if it's, you know, uh, production as far as monetary success, or if it's family relationships, uh, you know, religious, you know, beliefs and success and health, there's, there's different levels of success. But if we talk about strictly into the financial standpoint, there's always somebody who's making more and there's somebody who's making less. And we're all in different stages of our lives. And I think that if we all are honest with ourselves, at one point, someone was there to help us. And we should be always returning that favor. And I think Great. that it's just constantly going through. And no matter what stage of life you're at, there's always somebody above and below you. And you should be always reaching down to helping those people up and then reaching up for other people to pull you. And I think that it should be a give and take. And, and the way that you mentioned that is, is, is beautiful. And I, I agree with you 100%. I, that, that's definitely got to be you know, one of the strongest reasons why you just continue to grow as you do. And um, live the way that you live. And, and it's an inspiration, my friend. I, this is really, really great all the way through. I love hearing it. Well, I, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's just a passion. It really is. Um, I didn't love mortgages when I got into it, hmm. 
but I became addicted to the win. I became addicted to that feeling of, wow, 22 days, we closed the deal that someone else couldn't. We gave a family a home. Kids are going to sleep in their beds tomorrow night in their brand new home. There's no feeling like that in, in a lot of industries. A lot of people end their workday and they don't have a fulfillment about their job. They did a job. Sure. It just overbroke. Hmm. What we have is careers. We have the ability to not only make really good money, support our families, support our friends, but we have the ability to go home at night feeling fulfilled about what we've done. And that's, hmm. that's a very unique thing that not a lot of people get an opportunity to have. And I, I'm not, I'm not you know, ignorant of that, of that little piece of it. There's, there's huge hmm. benefit in feeling fulfilled in this business. Wow. And you're, you're breaking it down and truly living up to the epic portion of your business, my friend. I mean, there's, there's hands down. I mean, this is just absolutely incredible. Um, I will have links in the comments down below, uh, you know, books, different things and sources for everybody to, you know, follow along and feed your mind the same way that Andrew is doing. But Andrew, I want to wrap everything up with a final question. This has been chock full of just amazing information, but this question ends up being the quote or mantra that sums you up as a man as a professional, what's that look like for you? My greatest, my greatest ability in life is my refusal to fail. Hmm. Wow. I refuse. Man. If an underwriter says no, I'll go back. Hmm. I'm not going to throw the towel in. I'm not going to throw it in easy. Um, I, that's probably my, that is my, my greatest strength in life and in business and in family and in relationship. When times get tough, I get tougher. And, and I refuse to let it get under my skin and I refuse to, to fall and I refuse to falter to it and put your chin down and go. Wow. Stop looking at shiny objects. Stop chasing the next greatest app that's going to revolutionize our business and just go do hard work and wow. work hard and enjoy the work. Gosh, I mean, Andrew, I... I really can't thank you enough for taking the time today and sharing all these pearls of wisdom. I mean, I, I'm so charged up after this episode. <laughs> I, I needed this today, my friend. Today I was don't one feel of, like it was all that, but man, I'm oh happy you had me gosh. on here. I'm, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it was, it was incredible, my friend. And I know that the audience is just soaking this up and really being charged as well. So again, I can't thank you for your time enough. You are an official real estate titan, my friend. So I have to dub that. That is official. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, so much, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like here what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know what to do at this point. Um, I do need to give a shout out to our sponsor, Linebolt Media. If you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally and leverage to the highest of highs, please check out lionboltmedia.com. We are live here at Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and Friday afternoon with a different Titan at a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Andrew. Take care, guys.